This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our show today on this beautiful San Diego morning. I have to say it has rained this week, though, everyone. I just got to tell you because you might know that we are in a drought over here on the West Coast. But uh, we were lucky enough to have, I think, at least two or three days of rain, really good rain, actually, through the week. And you can imagine when you live in a place that is sunny all the time, when it rains, uh, it's absolutely delightful. And Ahanu and I, there we were, uh, laying in our beds, wrapped up in each other's arms, listening to the pitter-patter of the raindrops on our roof. It was ecstasy. Right, Ahanu? It was, and it threw me back also to a time many, many years ago when I used to work in the Sahara Desert, and I would spend three months at a time and then get back to Ireland. And I remember holding my face up to the rain as soon as I landed in Dublin Airport, and my God, what a beautiful experience that was. And here we were this week in San Diego holding our faces up to the rain. <laughs> you should have seen us. We were like children out in snow for the first time. My God, it was an amazing experience. But at the same time, very conscious and very aware of the extremes that are going on. Here we were delighted with a little rain and our friends and colleagues in Ireland and the United Kingdom suffering the worst storms of all time in um in that area of the world and also throughout the US, extremes of every kind. In fact, we had uh, some friends of ours who left the United States to travel to Ireland for six days in Ireland and my heart went out to them to be arriving in those kinds of conditions. But however, they seemed to be somewhat immune to that in the sense of they were looking for the earth energy, they were looking for the excitement of being there, they were looking for the feeling and that 100,000 welcomes which they always get when they arrive in Ireland. And Speaking of Ireland, we have an absolutely wonderful guest back on our show again today. We will come to them in a short few minutes after our announcements. But our guest today, Heather Wolfe, was born in Ireland and trained there as a nurse before moving to the USA. And she lives now in Salem, Massachusetts, where she has a private practice in whole body coaching. And that's based on her years of practicing and teaching polarity therapy and other holistic modalities. And she experienced a diagnosis of breast cancer six years ago and after some surgery she refused chemo and radiation to form her own healing path to wellness and she subsequently wrote a fabulous book called a guide to breast cancer a whole body a to z conventional and alternative and the last time she was with us on the honest to god series she talked about her background in ireland her love of conventional and alternative medicine, the male-female roles in relationships, sexual energy, the importance of good nutrition, acidity in the body, fear, stress, toxicity. We spoke about milk and sugars and wheat and growing your own food and community support and efforts to help cancer patients, the stress of diagnosis, laughing your way to health, and the power of prayer. So stay with us for an interesting conversation as we again explore Heather's powerful journey to wellness. 
But before we get to that, Angel Rose has a wonderful announcement. Well, I don't know if it's a new announcement, but we are, I am, I should say, teaching how to read the Akashic Records on February 22nd and 23rd in San Diego. We encourage people, if you are interested in taking that course, that you go to worldofempowerment.com and register now because I will be closing the registration doors very soon. We are filling up and we have some spaces left. So if you are interested in that, please make your arrangements and go register. And we will cover not only what the records are and how to access them, but we will be doing a weekend of deep healing and going into your other lifetimes and understanding your life today and resolving anything uh, in the past or or today that is um, basically keeping you from being aware of the highest degree of love possible. So it'll be an interesting and very deep. I have chosen a location to have the workshop that is a vacation house, actually. It'll be about 56 minutes from downtown San Diego, but it will be in a beautiful home that is set in the mountains uh, with beauty all around us and very peaceful and quiet. So uh, it's taken me a while to pick the right spot, but I wanted a place that would support what we will be doing on that weekend. So if you are interested, please do let me know. Now the other announcement. Hold on, Angel Rose. I think you're being very modest. And yeah, because people will discover on that Akashic Records weekend, which is a rare one, let me say, it's just so rare that if you are interested in learning how to read the Akashic Records, do turn up for that. What are the Akashic Records and what they're not? Where are the Akashic Records and how to access them? How to read your own records? How to use them to resolve much karma? how to discover your soul purpose, how to access your past lives and discover your planetary and otherworldly origin. And you'll also shift your perceptions to the bigger picture, understand your relationships, discover your highest gifts and abilities and strengthen your connection to your I am presence. And all of this will help you end the confusion around dogmas and enslaving old concepts. You will gain spiritual confidence and connection to your own history You'll understand your victories and losses throughout your past lives. You'll gain your freedom by seeing what needs resolution and forgiveness. And you will achieve clarity and know who you are and why you are here. I can always rely on you for the advertising. Okay, but I wanted to say that we will also be teaching this course in Ireland on April 27th and 28th. And where are we having it, Ahano? I forgot the name of the place. It's down in County Kilkenny, which is very, very famous for its medieval city and wonderful castle, wonderful culture, wonderful food, and absolutely beautiful architecture in this particular uh, castle annex that we will be doing the workshop in. So it's full of atmosphere and excitement. All right. So if you are interested in that, you can notify us at worldofempowerment.com and we will help you register for that. All right, Ahano, Ahano's book, The Reincarnation of Columbus, will be, uh, actually it is being profoundly edited right now and will be available hopefully for distribution by the end of February, we hope. 
and Ahana will be celebrating a birthday on Tuesday. That's February 11th. And I won't tell anyone how old you'll be, Ahana, because you're younger than I am. Sad to say. But anyway, we will be celebrating Ahana's birthday on Tuesday, the February 11th. So Ahana, my book is at the publisher, my second book, The Nature of Reality. And that is due out at the end of April. So if you are interested in these books, you can go to thereincarnationofcolumbus.com and pre-order your copy of Ahano's book. And the reviews so far have been absolutely astounding. No surprise. Uh, this will be a very emotionally uh, riveting book with a bright light at the end. So it is a, a must-read for everyone. And my own book, thenatureofreality.info, is my pre-order page. So if you're interested in pre-ordering that, um, go ahead and do so. And then also A Time of Change is available through us at a atatimeofchange.info or on Amazon or most good bookstores anywhere. And Angel Rose speaks about pre-ordering, meaning it's into the future. And what a subject we have for you this coming Sunday on the Akashic Records online groups that start at 10 a.m. Pacific time. It's about the future, a topic-specific session that we have this coming Sunday, and you'll get the information about that at worldofempowerment.com forward slash events. Yes, and this topic will be important because it's not really designed to be predictions for the future in the topic tomorrow, but rather we're going to be asking Source his, its definition of the future. What is the future? Has it already happened is the past, present, and future all one action in the moment? Is there such a thing as the future? And how does it get created? So we're going to be exploring all of those uh, ideas in regard to the future. So once again, if you are interested in registering for that tomorrow, please go to worldofempowerment.com. All right, Ahano, I think we're done advertising don't you absolutely yes and usually we don't spend so much time with it but there's so much going on and so much exciting things happening in our lives that we want to share with you and it's the reason we feel as if we're advertising we apologize if it comes across like that but it's just such a joy to be able to share this knowledge and this information with you and also it's such a joy to have heather wolf back with us today she was with us last october when we spoke about her experience of recovering from the diagnosis of breast cancer seven years ago. And after some surgery, she refused the um, chemo and radiation to form her own healing path to wellness. And she's trained as a nurse in Ireland. It's funny how our conversation is coming full circle, because every time I speak to Heather, her name even reminds me of the purple heather of the mountains in Ireland. And it's funny, you know, about names because we were at a restaurant last night and the, the waitress's name was Pearl. And we spoke at some length about the importance of names and the beauty of names. And this is one beautiful name and one beautiful person that we have with us today, Heather Wolf. And she taught polarity therapy in Ireland and in America and includes cranial sacral therapy, chakra and sound healing, as well as spiritual awareness, movement, communication skills, and nutritional well-being. She's also a Reiki master and a Mary L. healer, 
quantum touch and therapeutic touch practitioner. She's a magnified healer, mind-body yoga and qigong instructor, and she is trained in Ericksonian psychotherapy, psychosynthesis, as well as coaching, addiction rehabilitation, and detoxification. My God, she has more letters after her name than a thermometer. She includes the plant kingdom in her sessions in the form of flower remedies and essential oils. And Heather spent time in Central America with Dr. Rosita Arvigo, studying Mayan abdominal massage, which is a wonderful technique brought to us by Rosita's shamanic teacher, Don Eligio Panti, to align the uterus. Her diagnosis and recovery from breast cancer in December 2006 began a journey that deepened her insights into life and death, which she now brings to her work. And after surgery, she declined that offer of radiation and chemotherapy and explored other ways to regain a 100% life force. And she does have that 100% life force now. And she used both systems of medicine, of course, conventional and alternative, finding both useful for a complete healing. And it's interesting to get that perspective from Heather today. And, of course, all of that prompted her book, A Guide to Breast Cancer, a whole body A to Z for prevention and healing, a conventional and alternative approach. And that's available from her website at backtosource.com and on Amazon. But today, our focus is on the fact that we are in Earth School. It all begins and ends with Source, God, Goddess, Great Spirit, Love, or whatever you want to call it, or them, or her. And we use her book today as a map, somewhat. And we're beginning with the letter Y for you. It's very important to pay attention who we are as humans on the spiritual journey. And Heather says, There are some simple tools for understanding and revelation, like astrology, numerology, doshas, etc. And then we move from the outside in, air, water, exercise, and we're going to talk specifically about the yoga of nurturance, creating vibrant health and conscious awareness. And Heather's focus is on women's group and groups and private sessions. And the yoga of nurturance and whole body coaching is her program, as well as cancer prevention and healing. These are her great delight, and it is our great delight to welcome Heather on the program today. Hi, Heather. Are you there? I am here listening to you. Thank you. <laughs> you really... Are you knee-deep in snow up there? Oh, yes. But it's a beautiful day. Blue sky, white, sparkling snow on the ground. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, I'm not very keen on winter myself or the length of it, but I would miss snow if I didn't have it, I think. It, it's so, so peaceful. There's nothing like it. And snowing, the peace of it. And now we have sun on it, so it's been a nice snow. Beautiful. Now, Heather, I often find when people read out a biography like I just read for you, and they, they react sometimes, and I know you don't come from that ego place. What does it feel like when somebody describes you in those words? Well, uh, I was surprised that you read all that. And I, I thought, gosh, you're so good to have, <laughs> you had all the right words and you had everything logged from my last show. And I, I was full of admiration. 
And uh, I want to correct a couple of things. I can't remember the second one, but the first one is you said that I now have 100% vibrant health. I actually am not quite there yet, but almost. And I'll talk a little bit about that, my experience of this past week, maybe. I actually had oral surgery on last Monday. And I, when I came back from Ireland, uh, I had a kind of an emergency trip in October uh, to see a new baby. And I went to the dentist, and uh, went to the dental hygienist, actually, and she discovered a little bump under my tongue, a bubble, really. And I hadn't felt it or anything, so they suggested I go to the oral surgeon, and I said, well, I'll just wait and see if, if it goes down. It, it, they thought it was a blocked salivary duct, maybe dehydration or whatever. So uh, I finally did get to the oral surgeon. I think it was before Christmas, but I, it was the, she said I had a ranula, which is the, the blocked salivary duct. And I, so I, it was canceled twice, the, the surgery. And I had to be, she suggested I was put under. So I said, okay, I, because it's great to know nothing <laughs> sometimes. Anyway, I went last Monday and they discovered that I actually had a lipoma, which is a little fatty lump under my tongue, and they took it out. So I'm never satisfied with just you know, the the conventional or one answer. So I use medical clairvoyance a lot. Uh, somebody who can go into my energy field and look at my whole being, even uh, past lives, future, like the whole shebang. So I, I knew from before actually went to the surgery that it was, something about holding back my speech and that was a gathering of stuck energy. So anyway, that was confirmed again and that I would be very free to speak now. And here I am on your show. So I'm very grateful and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to come out. I, I decided you know, you read off all those things that I've done and I am and everything. And I said, look, really, I just want to come today with beginner's mind. Because, you know, I, I don't know everything. I've done a lot. I'm always exploring. But there's a lot I don't know. But I, I do know things through my own experience. And that's really... What what matters? What I can say that I know, right? And you see so, that you see that conclusion that you got from your medical clairvoyance, that the oral surgery was you holding back your speech. Do you think that is something that people in the mainstream who live entirely in three D, do you think that's something that people will eventually accept that our bodies can be telling us some profound message? Oh, yes. Yes, I think it's where we have to go. We, because 
it's really about connecting. I work with the chakra system, as I'm sure you do. I know you do. Um, the seven major chakras, and then they're, that correspond to our endocrine glands. And those all need to be, there are different levels of them energetically, and we hold pain and tears and breaks and disconnection, and our healing is really about healing that chakra system that is connected to our source and connected to Mother Earth. And so when all of that is aligned and healed, then we really are being loved. And there are many different levels of love, but there are masters who've lived on this earth and who who still do. There, there are many people coming to that point now where all that um, stuckness and pain and old belief systems, and we're coming into a new era mm-hmm. where the old is not going to serve us so well. Yes, and I have a little story about the chakras, Heather, which uh, we haven't broadcast out there, but it's an example of how somebody cannot know the connection between the chakras, these psychosymptomatic uh, things that are going on in our bodies and what's going on in the bigger picture. And what happened was I had painted a picture for a lady that I felt was doing uh, healing on some level for her. And she took it home and she hung it at home in her kitchen. And she felt it was reacting somewhat to her stomach. She she complained that her stomach was churning and she felt uncomfortable in that area of the stomach every time she, she looked at the picture or every time she passed by the picture. So she decided to take it off the wall and give it to her brother. And Angel Rose met her in the street shortly after that and she said, how's, how's it going with the picture? And the lady said, oh, I took it off the wall and I'm going to give it to my brother. And Angel Rose asked her, well, wh- why is that? And she said, oh, because it's making me feel so uncomfortable around this area. And she was pointing and holding her stomach. And Angel Rose said to her, D- do you know that the that area is the solar plexus? And that's all about your power, your personal power. And then she asked her, she said, are you in the habit of handing your power away to men? And the lady said, absolutely. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. Yes, all my life I've handed my power away to men, to my father, to my husband, to my adult male children, to the bank manager, to the priest, and the list went on and on and on and on. And this was a perfect example of how those the physical symptoms relate to something that's going on energetically and spiritually. And it's that core... It's that core message that I want to try and bring out in our conversation today, Heather, because you spoke about your oral surgery. But talk to us also about your experiences in general, with, with health in general, because you've done so much fantastic work that's, that's also written in your book, but also through your practices there in Salem, Massachusetts. Talk to us about that. Well, I, I think energetically. I think of everything as energy. And that's how I go about my life. And if I'm working with somebody, I don't see, you know, 
people or people who've passed on or even see angels or anything. I see very energetically, very uh, geometrically. And I look at each of us as having a sacred geometry and almost being like a crystal. And the crystal gets a bit shattered and uh, through our experiences and, and I don't judge any of it because it's all learning. Like we were talking about being in earth school. You know, I really think that we choose to come here and we choose maybe what our experiences will be for our learning and who we'll be with. And then when we're here, maybe we can choose again. But I do, and I look at the mind, thoughts as being an energy. Whatever we're thinking, the words that we're saying are sound. And sound creates, I work with sound and I know how effective it is and how powerful it can be. And so when I'm working with somebody, I can see, feel where the lines might be broken or the chakras might need some connecting or leasing. Or, and when I say working with somebody, it's always a team thing. You know, all I'm doing is being the conduit to be as connected as possible to my source and to earth and to the person that I'm working with to their energy field so that I'm intuiting all the time on whatever level or listening to my guidance how to bring this person to their next step of wholeness. And that can be many, many different things. So as a child, you know, I played a lot. I I didn't have TV. We didn't have electric light. I had books, but I had the earth. And I, I had a wonderful childhood. Grandparents and parents and community and animals. And I spent a lot of time uh, with with a lot of good, good food, and we grew our own, and that was all an energy factor for me, too, that just filled me up. And I feel, um, as we grow, you know, we get to know more about ourselves, or, or we squish it, we choose paths that can just dampen who we really are. But it's all learning. It's, it's, I say there are no mistakes, just a different way of learning. So Heather, so, in Ahanu's in list of all of the wonderful things you've done, and since 2007 up till today, obviously creating vibrant health takes a while. Okay, so for our listeners, can you can you give us can you give us some practical things that people do need to realize about their health and how to actually truly nurture themselves? Yes. 
I'd love to do that because I think um, the most important thing is breath, probably. If breath carries our spirit and it brings energy down into our bodies. And, you know, when we're not breathing, we're not living. So to live to the fullest, we need to breathe well. And, you know, there are ways that we can help that other than just sitting around breathing. Uh, We can move. And so I think that movement is one of the most important things. I just, um, I, I like a rebounder. I just got a great rebounder that doesn't make noise. It has bungee cords instead of springs. That's like a mini trampoline. And I just keep it in my bedroom. And I, when I go in there, I just get up on it. And I don't have to lift my feet off. I don't have to bounce. But just that movement up and down. And, and I, it makes you happy. Um, it moves your lymph system because your lymph doesn't have a pump like your heart. So you have to breathe and move to make your lymph clear the toxins out of your body. So I think what people need to realize first and foremost is that you are an energy system and that you have an energy field. And to be really healthy, you need a strong energy field. I learned therapeutic touch as my first healing modality. And it really taught me how important it is to have that strong energy field. It's like we have an etheric body that's the, it's the double of the physical body. And you can pick up things in that that are in your physical body because it's the double. But when that is strong, it's like nails standing up, coming out of your body, almost like porcupine bristles or something. And when your immune system is down, your energy is drained, that isn't there. So you're open to disease. And, you know, that can happen just, you know, on a not that you can be strong and then something can zap you and you can build up your energy field again quite quickly. Yes. Let me ask you about that, Heather, because I often wondered about strong people getting ill and how how strong is a strong immune system? In other words, if you do all the right things and eat all the right food and do all the exercise, do all, follow the program as it were, does it create some kind of immunity against everything and I'm particularly thinking about radiation from Fukushima for example are there things that the human body just can't recover from or is it all energetic full stop well you know I would say and I don't know that I'm 100% right that we can heal anything and we can resist anything if we really pay attention. Because, you know, God, I, I use the word God, um, or spirit, or source, whatever you like. That is inside us. And that is all-powerful. It's, it's totally 100% powerful and healthy and vibrant. And 
if we know that and our thoughts can regulate that. So I don't just think that um, food and exercise and doing all the right things uh, are everything. I think that um, being happy and having uh, community is a big thing. Being surrounded by love um, is probably the biggest factor in health, or one of them anyway. I mean, it's hard to say that there's one thing, but, but really, I would say love is the one thing. But we have to feel that for ourselves. But, you know, when we get it from the outside, it's, it's a reflection of what's inside, so it reminds us what's inside. Yeah. Heather, can, can we go back to your comment about God being inside of us? Because I know there's probably a lot of listeners out there who might interpret that in many different ways. But I, the number one thing is I do think it is important for people to realize that God literally is inside us. But could you describe what that means to you? Okay. I, it isn't something that is, it is there all of the time for me in my mind and in me somewhere, but I have lost it at times. And, you know, when I say that, I haven't, I haven't ever really lost it, but I did get cancer and I lost myself a bit. I didn't, um, I had resistance. I, I have uh, some things that I came up with when I got cancer, and there are four words that I, I have. One is, I, I remember them by this sentence, roaring rain comes down. It's resistance, resentment, conflict or guilt, and despair or hopelessness. And I think there are four things that we all, if we all just checked in with those, I've kind of come up with a formula that's simple. We're very complex beings. It's, it's not a simple world, but I like to make it simple, as simple as possible. And so I came up with these four words. So I had resistance. I had resistance to moving forward with my own path and taking care of others first, which is kind of like an addiction because I was avoiding what I knew. I, I knew something I didn't totally know, but I, I, I was stuck. I was stuck and I wasn't happy. Parts of me were happy because I think we're made up of many, many different parts. So it's just, and, and many parts of us are fine and great, but it's the parts that aren't so good that we have to pay attention to because they're the parts that need the healing. So, you know, cancer, somebody said to me once, somebody from another level, a master, St. Germain, I talked to him quite often, and he called it a vicious friend. And I liked that because It is. Cancer can be vicious, but it's also a friend in the way that I know 
that cancer is healable, curable. I don't care what stage you're at, it still is. So I think we have to hold that, that any disease is learning. It's like we say, it's earth school. So whatever is facing you in any given moment, whether it's good or not so good, it's an opportunity to just stay with yourself and be with the love. I, you know, it's, a, it's like playing. I, I, I realize it more and more. It's all a game. Mm, yes, really indeed. Is. Yeah. <laughs> and when you spoke, Heather, about that beautiful acronym, uh, running rain coming down, just again for the benefit of our listeners, spell out those four words again. Resistance. Resistance. If you examine what you are resistant to in any given moment. And if you have resistance to something and you keep having resistance and you're not breaking through it, you will have resentment towards yourself and you'll probably project it out onto others. But if you bring it back to yourself and examine your resistance and get some help to break through it, then, you know, enormous things can happen. Right. But many of us, and you know, are have some level of resistance. Hey, if we didn't, we'd all be enlightened. <laughs> so, and then, and then you have conflict. Yeah, tell us about uh, conflict. Well, I think um, whatever we have resistance to, if we're not moving forward and moving through it, there are reasons, and those reasons are in our mind. It's our mind. Um, in conflict with our knowingness, with our gut, and with ourself, with our God self. And it's, it's usually to do with some old patterning that we have or some, we've been taught, oh, if you do this, you're going to hurt this person. Um, this is not appropriate. Appropriate is a big word. Um, you can't say that because that wouldn't be right. You know, you'll be, well, and, and you also, and sometimes might have been killed or locked away or whatever. But, you know, we live, we are very privileged in the Western uh, world. Really, we have so much freedom. I know there are pockets that aren't, but in general, and women in particular, have amazing freedom. We don't always give it to ourselves, but I think um, that's coming. But I think it is the healing that needs to happen with women, is to break through to their true selves and their connection to source. Because women, there's an imbalance on this planet of masculine and feminine. And we're at a time where women need to just get up and be themselves, whether it's, uh, and that can be being at home, taking care of the children. It can be being CEO of the company. I don't care what it is. It's whatever 
someone's path is to do it and to do the journey to finding what that is. And that has been my journey. Um, and, and it's the journey that cancer asks of you also to really face where you are avoiding right. who you are. Yes. And what is that last word again? You had resistance, resentment, conflict. And what was the last one? Despair. Despair, yeah. Talk to us about that. Well, I think that comes with, you know, the conscious mind is only, I think, 7%, and the rest is the subconscious. And the subconscious really leads the way. We may think it doesn't, but, you know, we do know, we do know if we would go down in there and listen, and we would take off the layers of conditioning, and we would get rid of fear. Fear, if I do this, this will happen. If I do that, if I don't do that. You know, if we, so the part of us that knows who we are and what we need to be doing is gets despair, gets into hopelessness. If we continue not with the resistance, and then, you know, disease can manifest, and then, you know, you definitely can be in despair. But, you know, you don't have to be. That actually turning point, I think, it can uh, shift the despair because you can go into action and you really, you get support. You know, the thing about it is, you get more support when you're sick sometimes. Sometimes people get sick so they can get the support that they haven't been able to get otherwise. People rally, you know, and we, we, need, we need disease right now. We need roadblocks to, so we can go back inside ourselves and so we can feel our hearts. We can feel the pain. Pain is the gift too. So we can feel grief if somebody dies and leaves. You know, it's, it's all part of it. I just yesterday um, did the finishing touches to revising my book to get it up on Amazon. And by the way, it won't be up until next week, but it is available on my website now. But I wrote that death yesterday. And... I, I realized a while ago I, I had not written. I, I mean, I've mentioned it under a few other things, but, you know, if we're going to talk about cancer, we have to talk about death. And the reality is that we are all going to die. We only have a certain length of time in this earth school. And we have, there are many different experiences we can have. And we can have joy. We, we all want. Why I call this the yoga of nurturance is, you know, yoga is about union. It's about union with ourselves. And to get there, we have to nurture ourselves. We have to put ourselves first, and it can seem very selfish. 
But, you know, the most important relationship we have is with ourselves, with God, with that God inside, that spirit, that creative force, that love. And it's, I watched myself how difficult, how excruciatingly difficult it is to get there when it is the thing that I want most. And I'm still working on it, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> yes, you certainly are doing okay. And Heather, I want to go back to uh, when Ahana was describing the many things you've done. He mentioned that you learned abdominal massage. Can you tell our listeners what that is and why it is so important? Yes. And I'm not the expert by any means, but I I did learn uh, a lot. I, I had a wonderful time. I went to Belize um, with another friend. And we, we had such a wonderful time. And we learned and healed. And Rosita and her teacher um, say that the uterus is the center of the body. And by the way, men also can have this work, even though they don't have a uterus. But it is, you know, it's um, it's an energetic center, really. Uh but the uterus in women can go out of alignment very easily. It, it reminds, when I learned it, you know, I learn all these things and then I connect one with the other and I see, oh, yeah, oh, that connects with that and that connects with that. And for me, at the center of everything is the craniosacral work because when you balance anything, the craniosacral system, which is our spinal fluid that connects from our sacrum to our ventricles up in our brain, and it is a whole other breathing system. So I kind of took that work, um, which which is very physical. I watched the um, indigenous women there work with it. They came in and worked with us on some days, and they go down into that abdomen and rearrange that uterus to be more aligned and find out what's going on. But there is a self-massage um, technique that one can do every day, and I'm guilty of not doing it every day, but it is um, it's something I would like to get back to, and I have actually, um, just to massage all those abdominal muscles and organs to keep everything soft and moving and in the right alignment. Rosita Arvigo is what's called a napropath, not a naturopath, a napropath. I'd never heard of it. A napropath um, works with the organs of the body in realigning them and keeping them healthy. So, it's um, and consequently, um, I met Arthur in Ireland. At this moment, I can't remember his last name, um, but he's doing an amazing amount of healing in Ireland. And he went for three years to a niece of Don Elio's panties, and he learned 
abdominal massage and shamanic work with that. And then I, I worked with him for a while. I brought him to Boston. So that was fascinating to just have that connection. And that, to me, is all about energy, and it's all about the law of attraction. We are attracted through energy to where we need to be, to who we need to be with. And the earth pulls us to where she needs us to be. Uh, I truly believe that. I know that in my own experience very well. Heather, let us take a very, very quick studio break there, but also remind our listeners that we're speaking with Heather Wolf on the Yoga of Nurturance, and you're listening to Angie Rose and Ahanu on the Honest to God series. And when we come back, I want to ask you about how it is that we don't always see our own stuff. And uh, let, let's cover that when we come back. But right now, we'll take this very, very quick studio break. We're right back after this. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. And welcome back once again. We're speaking with Heather Wolf and Ahano. You had had a question for Heather just before the break, so could you repeat that, please? Yeah, I'd love to know about seeing your own stuff. And I know this is an issue that everybody comes up against at some point. It's like that old saying about not seeing the wood for the trees. You know, you're so immersed in your own stuff; it's very, very hard to to see what's going on in your own life. And you mentioned at the beginning, Heather, about how the oral surgery that you had, you know, you realized that it was holding back your speech. Uh, Why do you think it is that we don't see our own stuff until the last minute? Like we can can easily see these geometric energetic patterns in others. We can easily diagnose others. We can see the issues very, very quickly in others. But yet... We, we seem to stumble along ourselves and not realize what's going on in our own bodies and in our own mind-body-spirit structure. Can you, can you explain that? Well, I think, you know, our energy, we're really made up of light. Our, our true being is light and it's like electricity. I know that in myself. It can burn me up. <laughs> but... I, so I think you can only go at a certain pace because when you release some denser energy, I say love or light displaces anything unlike itself. So if you're going to release something, then you're going to have it replaced with that higher energy. And your nervous system has to adjust to that. And that takes, um, it takes some time out. It takes, because when your cells change, they need um, energy. How do I say that? I mean, you need rest to allow them to do that. So 
I mean, ideally, everybody would stop and pay attention to themselves and we'd have a better world. <laughs> but that's not the way it is at the moment. Um, but we need to be stopped because we somehow have this pattern of being in our heads. I, I think that partly, okay, it, we've had what's called the Kali Yuga. It's 26,000 years of the earth goes in cycles. Everything goes in cycles. You know, I, I would say this too shall pass because if you got something good, well, then you're going to have to look at the other side of that. And you got something bad, that's going to pass and the light will show through. But And the same is with the earth and the whole galaxy. So the earth has, is just has just come out in 2012 of this Kali Yuga, this 26,000-year cycle of kind of darkness. So we're moving more into the light and into the love and the freedom, kindness and um, awareness, all those things. But it's going to take a little more time. And I read a wonderful book by Drunkalo Melchizedek. And he um, had the job of going around the world with a group to all the sacred places to the indigenous people and waking up the energy to bring the kundalini energy of the earth from Tibet to Chile. Now, I thought that was fascinating because, you know, Tibet has been mashed and all those people have been scattered to spread their teachings really around the world, Tibetan Buddhism and sound. And, and the we're all very interested in South America in the past few years. Uh, so there's been an enormous shift and that is a good one. I think that energy had a divine timing around it. We didn't have the opportunity. If you look back to the past generations, I don't think they had the opportunity to look at themselves. They were pioneers, of course. But in general, it, life was much slower. You kind of did what you were told. Uh, the men were in charge. And children were seen and not heard. You know, a lot of that. And now everybody is waking up to we're all equal. We all have this creative force, this divine spark of love, God. And we all have our learning to do here and we all have our work to do here. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is at any given moment. And it's it's always changing. I said the only constant is change. Somebody said that it's an anonymous saying, but I, I think it's very profound. Constant Heather Wolf said it. <laughs> Heather Wolf said it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're certainly not anonymous. Now, isn't it interesting, though, Heather, that when you talk about this waking up how the resistance to that is very strong and pervasive 
on the level of 3D in our society. Do you find that? It is. It is. Now, I'll tell you what I think about that. A lot of um, people who are doing the healing work and um, really exploring themselves will, will look at people who are not or be kind of amazed at people who are, you know, not thinking like they are or not doing whatever. And we, you can have some judgment around that. And you think, why aren't they doing this? Look at them. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I say, I know how much it takes. It's taken my life. I mean, this is, it's been, when you take on being a healer, it's, you have to look at yourself because you get stopped in your tracks every now and again to do the next level. And everybody who comes to me is my healer. I'm very aware of that. So it's kind of an accelerated path. And it's not easy. So I say, gosh, I'm amazed at how many people are doing it, are looking at themselves. And I'm amazed how many wonderful, wonderful people there are in the world. And I had this happen yesterday. I took a wrong turn and I needed to be someplace before five and I had 20 minutes. And I stopped and went into this auto body shop and there were three guys there. And I just watched the play. You know, they were, there was one guy and he was kind of, he was funny. He was being funny with me and the guy next to him was on the computer and they were joking. Next minute, the guy on the computer, I was asking for the directions. The guy on the computer says, look, I take her. I'm, I'll get into my car and I'm going now and I'll bring her the shortcut. So, and off he went and I went behind him. And at a traffic light, he jumped out and he said, look, you just go there. And I mean, I loved that man. <laughs> and he was, just, I, I couldn't, in that moment, it was such an enormous gift to me that he did that from such a very spontaneous, loving, willing place. And I think we can't judge. Who are we to judge, really and truly? Mm-hmm. Yes. Judge is the judgment is the root of all evil, I say, not money. Yeah, I, I believe, I totally agree with that, all right. Just for people to be able to monitor their thoughts and really pay attention to when they are judging is an exercise in and of itself and a, and a very valuable one. Yeah, I would like yeah, to know right. if, you know, for somebody to contact you and work with you, what what is your procedure? I I'd like to ask that, and then I'd also like you to... Uh, do give people your contact details so they know how to get in touch with you. But what is a program uh, of yours? If I was to come to you for, you know, let's say re- returning myself to vibrant health or to take on the yoga of nutrients, what is your, what do you do with people? Okay. I listen a lot and I hear 
where somebody's maybe not thinking in connection to source, like right thinking. Like Dr. Stone, who, who created polarity therapy, used to say right thinking is the most important. And that, so I, I kind of know energetically what that is, or I see, see, hear, feel, where somebody's kind of off. It's an old pattern that they they need to reframe something or think a little differently. So I I show them that and I help them. If you change something in the energy body, then it can change uh, in your mind. And I have ways of working with that. But I'll tell you that I I love to teach. I love probably more than anything. And I I, um, I hate to say that because I I love doing private sessions. But I do love facilitating groups. I learn so much, for one, and I, I get to play with the energy. I, if I can be just present in my own being, and I, I have a lot of the Divine Mother come through me. So I, I listen to her or watch or feel What's next? It's like a game. Like I say, it's playing. And it's also, I need to be um, vigilant, um, but I follow the energy. So I'm, I offer women's groups at the moment in my office by donation um, every second week. I'm doing that on a morning and an evening. And I'm also doing a five-week whole body coaching course, and I would like to focus more on that um, for people, for women to prevent breast cancer. And I work with um, ovarian uterine cancer too. They're the two main ones I do. So really, uh, those cancers are pandemic cancer in general is pandemic, but breast cancer is very pandemic, and prostate cancer, which is the same tissue in men, is pandemic. So, But I'm choosing to work with women, or I'm being asked to work with women. I am a woman. I, I know many aspects of that, and so I think women need to move and grow into themselves and then because this may sound arrogant or presumptuous but the women hold men really Um, and I don't mean that in a um, superior way I mean it as an energetic something it took me a long time to get to that. I, I love men, by the way. And we need the masculine and the feminine. And each of us holds the masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. However, if we're in a feminine body, we have an extra dose of that feminine. Yes. And, and, and how do people get in touch with you, Heather? Through my website, really. I, my umbrella name is Back to Source. So it's backtosource.com, and I have a contact page there. And I have an events page, 
which needs to be updated at this moment because I've just decided to made out the dates for my uh, women's groups. But I'm open to invitation. I, I love to do talks. I love to do days. I've done, the most I've done is a six-day retreat, but I love all of it. I want to, I'm ready. It's, I published this book three years ago. I self-published it. And it has taken me a little over three years to get to this point where I can say I'm really ready to go out there and to help women and I, that I do know something. And you know, there is a difference when you have the experience. I, I've learned that. And I have learned from working with women who have cancer. I've learned from each one. So I feel like I'm ready now. I, I have a lot to share and I, I can help people. And I can, you know, I want to say this. I, I have a great, great respect for the medical profession and I use them this week. And I also know that we, we must bring in the more spiritual um, aspect, the emotional aspect. We must look at disease differently and all parts of it can come together. But, you know, the, the medical profession does not know, have an answer to ovarian cancer or to metastasized cancer. They have some answers and then needs something else. And I offered that part, and it is life-saving. Well, this is one of the this is one of the things that I found refreshing about speaking with you, Heather. Every time is that you are bringing that balance between conventional and alternative healing. You are a registered nurse, and you're bringing that training and that background along with your spiritual growth, and that's a wonderful balance to have. I'd love to. At this point, Heather, read out what we found on your website, Heather Wolf's Top Tips for Optimal Health. Shall I go ahead and do that? Oh, do if you like. Yes, I have them right here in front of me, and I, I still work on them myself. Yeah. This well, is, you know, let's run through them because taking the, care of ourselves is it takes a lot of time. But yes, you know, it does. It needs to be joyful time. Yes. Well, this is what you have included in your top tips. You actually have 23 tips that are available from your website at backtosource.com. And let's start at the top. Number one is breathe. I mean really breathe. A little time in fresh air for extra intake of oxygen and a dose of sunshine if possible. And number two, move Exercise. These two, as well as laughter, are probably the best medicine and counteract many weaknesses. Number three, drink enough pure water and filter your shower water too. Ah, these are great points and we'll have to come back to some of these. Use sound, sing and chant. Listen to music. Make your own music. Number five, meditate even for five minutes a day. Create space and silence for yourself. Number six, eat organically. Read the labels on everything. 
Number seven, eat a balanced diet with the emphasis on maintaining an alkaline pH. Number eight, eat sufficient raw foods to ingest valuable enzymes. Number nine, chew your food well. You are what you digest. Number ten, ensure that you have regular bowel movements. Eleven, detox periodically and check for parasites. Twelve, release negative thoughts and emotions while affirming positive thoughts daily. Thirteen, check your levels of resistance, resentment, conflict and despair regularly by yourself and with another. Number fourteen, check your home environment, exchange household and cosmetic chemicals for less harmful products. Number fifteen, protect yourself from electromagnetic and geopathic stress. Number sixteen, get enough sleep, whatever that is for you. Seventeen, learn to listen well to others. Eighteen, learn to listen to your body as well as your head. Nineteen, talk less, but speak your truth. Number twenty, receive loving human touch. Twenty-one, connect with the divine, whatever that may be for you. Twenty-two, consider your lineage, family history, and lifestyle. And the last one is a simple but very, very practical piece of advice. It says, learn how to Google as a way of informing yourself. These are Heather Joyce Wolf's top tips for optimum health, available on her website at backtosource.com. Absolutely, wonderfully inspiring. Thank you, Arnold. You know, I have an updated one. I'm, I'm looking at my sheet, and I must put it up. I have another one there. It's uh, learn about forgiveness and practice it in whatever way works for you. That's very important. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, you know, that's absolutely fantastic. And and I, you know, I do agree with you, Heather, that the whole process of loving yourself is it does take a lot of time, but you know, it's an interesting choice. Because you do get to the point where you understand that you're in a relationship with you and on many, many levels. And the quality of that relationship is up to yourself. So, you know, with all the things you mentioned, you know, I think Ahanu brings a good point when he's talking about the degree of resistance. Because I notice it in myself on a day-to-day level that, you know, in just little choices throughout the day in terms of what you do with your time and um, you can get an inkling from within to, you know, go have this for lunch, for example, and yet you go do something else because your time is limited and, you you, you know, you don't want to yeah. pursue the effort to do that. So it it is, it can be, you know, very difficult actually to to nurture yourself. And I think that how did you get from it being a chore to it being joyful? Well, I'll tell you, I say the most important word in my book is counteract. So if we're beating ourselves up about what we're not doing, then that's, that's not so good. We, if if we do something like I remember I wrote a whole thing about having a cup of coffee and 
and the waitress persuading me to have a big chocolate muffin with whipped cream on top. And I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. But I went home and I had a wheatgrass juice. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> so it's about acid and alkaline, you know. It, or if you listen to your body, which I, I do know how to do pretty well now, then you know what you want. You, you know that if you've got too acid, that you need to go and have a green smoothie or a juice or a lemon juice or some cider vinegar or something um, to keep the balance. And I, I also want to say something just talking about, you know, the right and wrong and judgment and all that thing. You know, we each have our own path and we we take on whatever challenges because they they force us to grow, really. And we learn and we can look, we can have the perspective, this is a gift, what am I learning from this? And I just want to say that death is also healing, you know, and it is healing for others. You know, I, I witnessed three deaths of people close to me last year. And I learned so much and it was such a privilege and I know it was their time to go. That that was their choice. I think we have some choice around death sometimes. Maybe always. I'm not sure. There are different... um, You can read different things about that. But but I know in my own life, I, I think we do have nine lives kind of. <laughs> you know, we can um we make choices every minute, really. Yep. You know, about what we're going to do. And sometimes we know. We know, you know, if you're addicted addictions are are a big deal. You know, they're tough because we can get to an point to a point with an addiction where it's very dark and we don't we don't know that we're even going down the wrong road. I mean, somewhere in there we might, but, and everybody has addictions and there are some that are more harmful than others. So it's very good to look at our addictions also and to do something energetic, concrete, you know, make a choice about those. And, and sometimes it's too difficult but, yeah, well, Heather, what, can, have, what yeah. advice can you give for people who's part of this, too, I think, is people's willpower sometimes is so, so weak, so not there that even if in their minds they know they need to make a change and yet their their will is just so weak or their energy so low. What's the first thing you can advise them to do? Get coaching. Uh, honest to goodness, I, it's like it, um, and to have. It, I I think people need people, and I don't. I mean, if it's somebody professional, that's great. But you can form your own little group where people um, support each other, or you make a contract, or you get a buddy who wants to make changes in their lives and say, look, will you support me with this and I'll call you every day and make you accountable and, 
you know, it, but I, that doesn't always work. But, uh, you know, because we, we get eas- so easily distracted. We really do. And we need people to say, what are you doing? You know, and, and even then, we have such resistance to, you know, we can say to somebody, oh, don't bug me, you know, go and do your own thing. I'm going to do this now. doesn't matter. And that's one part of us. We have to find a way to keep connected to the part of us that really wants that love for ourselves. And there are many tools out there. There are many groups. Um, you know, there are tapes and, I mean, CDs we have now. Um, there's the, the Internet. My goodness, there's so much good free stuff on the Internet now. But I, I'm telling you, from my perspective, nothing takes the place of people. Um, Relationships are so important. They are. They are. Oh, and it's why I like to offer them. Um, Because you get to laugh, too. You know, we have to laugh. Laughing will up the immune system for 24 hours. And it doesn't matter whether it's fake or it's actually real laughter. So there's laughter yoga now. Laughter but yoga? In most, yes, yes. It's, <laughs> it's big in Dublin now. I know the person doing it. Yes. And I've been to classes. And, you know, you think, oh, I don't want somebody to force me to do fake laugh, laughter. But it, it's really fun and it works. And I, I do it in my own class to, you know, a degree. In a few moments, it's great. It's also contagious, of course. Yeah. When you hear somebody laughing, then it's <laughs> it's easy to laugh. Also, well, we had we had a great laugh last night, Heather. We went to uh, an amateur dramatic production, and I love amateur drama, and it was absolutely hilarious. It was one of these farces, you know. But my God, was okay. it hilarious! From one moment to the next, it was nonstop, and we had such a great belly laugh at the whole thing. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Well, you know, I have listed in my book under books, there's a book by Norman Cousins, and he healed himself from a disease that he was told by conventional medicine um, that he wouldn't heal. So he went off for a month. I think he took a hotel room, and he watched funny movies, and he read funny books or whatever, but he healed so, I, you know, the thing that I want to leave you with and leave people with is healing can be simple and it can be fun. And it is real. It's a journey, but we can make it. I would love to see it being simpler and kinder. I trained in the very best hospital in Dublin that I, I could possibly have asked for, the Asenate Hospital. I, I can't think of anything but good things and 
the happiness that I had in my training of watching people heal. And I I learned a lot from that. I learned what what made people heal. That's a beautiful thing to leave us with and to leave our listeners with, Heather. And it does bring us to the end of our program where we traditionally do a little summary and we've been speaking with Heather Wolf and her website is backtosource.com and we spoke today about the fact that you had some oral surgery last week but it was a, a huge lesson in terms of pointing to what was holding back your speech and you spoke about the chakras and sacred geometry how we are in earth school and our learning process here on earth you spoke about sound therapy and how important the breath is and how it brings spirit down into our bodies and then you told us about that wonderful uh, saying that you have running rain coming down which for you reminds you of those four words that you have put together resistance resentment conflict and despair and then you spoke about the conscious mind and how it's only seven percent and the subconscious mind is all the rest of that you spoke about fear and getting support by being sick this is one of the ways that we actually involve people in our lives and how we need disease to feel the gift of life and then you spoke eloquently about nurturing ourselves and the benefit of massaging the stomach every day for example you talked about how we are beings of electricity and how love and light displaces anything unlike itself you talked about your ability to see the patterns in people how it's so important for all of us not to judge anything and then you we talked about the balance of the male female energies on the earth and you spoke about the medical profession and your respect for that profession and how you integrate the balance of all of that in your practice then we read out your top tips for optimal health and one of the things that was omitted but we will update it is that forgiveness we've got to add forgiveness into that list you spoke about how death is also healing and then you mentioned about addictions and how people need love and then we closed when we were speaking about laughter and laughter yoga and the importance of laughter and how healing can be simple real and fun now, Heather, I have to say, it's always a pleasure to speak to you. Again, wonderful discussion today, and we recommend, highly recommend your book, A Guide to Breast Cancer, A Whole Body A to Z for Prevention and Healing. And it's a conventional and alternative approach that's available on your website at backtosource.com and next week on Amazon. Yes, Heather, thank you so much, and we'd love to come and visit you in Salem one of these very fine days. We are heading to Ireland in April for a few months, and on our return, we may hit the East Coast. So I hope you're around. I'm not sure if she's still there, but we do say a profound thank you to Heather Wolf for being with us today. Our sponsor is our own World of Empowerment. Visit worldofempowerment.com for free e-books and downloads from the Akashic Records. And don't forget the 8 Steps to Freedom dot com and Gail Rose's book A Time of Change is at a time of change dot info. The nature of reality is at the nature of reality dot info. 
my own book, The Reincarnation of Columbus, is at the reincarnationofcolumbus.com. We have free group Akashic Records on one Sunday in the month. They start at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You'll get more information at worldofempowerment.com. And all those transcripts are being turned into ebooks for the Amazon Kindle. Simply search on Amazon for Angel Rose or myself, Ahanu. And let me spell both of those. Angel Rose is A-I-N-G-E-A-L, which is the Irish word, of course, for angel. And Ahanu is A-H-O-N-U. And remember that Angel Rose will be teaching people how to read the Akashic Records in an exclusive training that will take place on the 22nd of February in San Diego and another in Ireland on the 27th and 28th of April. And you can find out more information about that on worldofempowerment.com forward slash events. Now remember that next week it could be you. If you'd like to come on the show and discuss your passion or your spiritual business, simply contact us at angelrose.com or worldofempowerment.com. So until next Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, we thank you, Heather Wolf, profoundly and sincerely, and we send you all our love, our blessings, and thanks for listening to myself, Ahanu, and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series. And as Heather will understand, and as we say in Ireland, Slán agus Bannacht de Live Galair. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu.